Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks. This is a podcast where we talk and educate you about how to make money, how to keep it, how to invest it. And uh, we just talk a lot about money in general. You know, it's a place where so few people have learned different strategies, again, in all those categories. But making money is probably one of the most challenging that most people haven't learned because they're so educationally oriented to a job. You know, we're taught to be employees, not entrepreneurs. And I love bringing great entrepreneurs that have interesting businesses to the podcast to talk about what they're doing, how they did it, why they're doing it. And if it's interesting to you, maybe you can make money in that category too. Today, I have Candy with me. She's got a very cool business. I met her um, just a little while ago at one of our black hole launch parties down in Las Vegas as the Raiders are moving to Vegas. And she's got a great business called Life After Sports. As we know, a lot of pro athletes have a challenging time, whether it's financially or just life in general. And uh, she does a lot of amazing work with athletes after, you know, they've done their big run. So, Candy, welcome to Laurel's Real Money Talks. Thank you. And I'm so super excited to be here also. So let's start with a little bit of your story. You know, somebody's listening to this, and we have podcast listeners all over the world. You know, I'm sure somebody's going, life after sports. Like, how'd you build a business around that? So there's got to be some backstory of how you arrived here. So fill us in a little bit. So this is kind of interesting. I love when people ask me that because it's really a unique story. So back in, I want to say, sometime in the 90s, I used to do PR for a sports team. And I've always written, I've always written books. I've written 15 books or either ghost written for, for my clients or for myself. Uh, I've always been a writer. So I used to do PR. I used to have a little sports magazine called Super Fans. And I was helping out a women's pro basketball team, just basically doing their PR and doing some branding for them. But back then, of course, we called it marketing. And so they wanted to get into a pro league and there were only a few women's professional leagues at that time. And an opening came up for a league that was out of Kansas city and they were looking to add a Chicago franchise. And so I assembled some former NBA and current NBA players to purchase this team so that we could have the first Chicago women's pro basketball team. And at the last minute they dropped out. And funny story is back then franchises were only $40,000. So I assembled a team of people and got together and purchased the team, uh, which I had, you know, I knew business, I knew sports, but I, you know, I had never, ever even in my wildest dreams thought about owning a women's pro basketball team. But, you know, everyone was like, you know, this deal better than anyone because you put it together, you know, business, you know, sports. And voila, I mean, I used to play soccer for the Air Force. You know, I watched basketball, of course, as a pastime, but I played soccer in the Air Force. And so, um, yeah, I ended up purchasing the team. We did our first press conference at Michael Jordan's restaurant. I had some NBA players, Harvey Catchings. A lot of people don't know Harvey, but Tamika Catchings' father at that time, he was still in the NBA, came to support me. And, you know, like I said, you know, the rest was history there. So for uh, close to two and a half years, I owned this women's pro basketball team. 
And, awesome. you know, as life would have it, I went on to do other things. And, you know, we ended up, the WNBA was supposed to purchase us. They didn't. We defaulted. And, you know, we all went on our, you know, our merry way. And then basically, I started trying to reach out to the players to see what they were doing. And a lot of them were having a hard time. They were struggling. And I was like, wow, you know, what, what can I do to help them? So at the time, I hadn't still formed it as life after sports. I was just helping the players. You need a book? I'll write a book for you. You need sponsorship for your camp? I'll go out and get the sponsorship for you. So I was kind of filling in the blanks. And then one day I said, you know what? This really needs to be a business. And that's where it all happened. That's awesome. So if I'm understanding and so our listeners are understanding, the client that you have is actually an ex-pro athlete, correct? Ex-pro athletes, sometimes current pro athletes, sometimes it's their okay. wife, sometimes it's their mom that's writing a book. Uh, about a year and a half ago here in Vegas, I put together an NBA moms panel. One of the moms had a book she was promoting about her son, some of the other moms. So we bring student athletes together in one of our concepts called Meet the Pros, and we pair up either athletes or sports attorneys. We have, you know, different panels. And one of them, we did a NBA moms panel and we had CJ Watson's mom and big baby Glenn Davis and some other moms all in one room and sharing their stories of not just the successes of being an NBA mom, but also the pitfalls, the challenges, the financial sacrifices that the players have. So, you know, we have kind of an educational forum that we do as well. And we did one last year with Aaron Jones. He plays for Green Bay Packers and uh, his mom and dad. A lot of times I do a lot of business with the parents. You know, I meet the parents and they'll say, hey, bring your program here. And, you know, so we took one to UTEP last year in conjunction with Aaron's annual football camp that he does for like 2,000 kids. So we do a lot of unique things. It's not a cut and dry where you're, we do that like the gray area stuff. You know, we'll bring in a panel. We'll bring in, we'll help with your camp. We sell sponsorships sometimes for struggling camps and clinics and programs. Last year we sold Lee Steinberg's Super Bowl party last year. I brought clients and, and sold sponsorship for their Super Bowl party last year. So we do a very kind of unique business model. Some stuff is, is, is what you would expect, but then we also have some gray area stuff that we do. That's awesome. I was actually at Lee's party. I'm sure we probably met along our journey, but different hats on at that point. Um, (laughs) I know. So who is your perfect client? If you could say, I have a perfect client, like it's the one I want to work with. And I know it's kind of risky to say that because I know you're broad, which I love because I go broad in my money conversations. If you need help, if it's not me, I'll help you figure out how to do it. It sounds like you do a lot. Like I always say, I facilitate a lot of, you know, relationships. It sounds like that's what you're doing as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, pick your ideal, perfect client. Who is that? If I had to pick my ideal client, it is someone who has already finished their career and they, they're not really sure. They know what they want to do, but they're not sure of the direction of how to do it and how to finance it and how to make it make sense. And the reason why I say that is because everyone just assumes that every single NFL player, NBA player gets out and has a lot of money. And you and I both know that that is not true. But some of them do have, that's number one. And the second thing is they all get out with the same three things. I'm going to start a nonprofit and do camps and clinics and help kids. But some of them have so many more talents and gifts. And so I like that client that's still a little bit of a clean slate. And he really is not, he knows what he wants to do, but he's not really sure. 
and we can talk about what it is and we can kind of help them facilitate other things other than those same three status quo. I'm going to be a financial planner because all the financial people are after them because, of course, they want to marry their name and their brand with their particular company. And like I said, they want to do a nonprofit camping clinic. I mean, I want someone that wants a little bit more. They want a book. They want to go on a speaking tour. They want to do coaching sessions. They learn how to not leave money on the table. And those that's my perfect client, someone that is not the perfect client. <laughs> That's not a perfect person, not a perfect athlete. Absolutely. So how do you get paid? Yeah, you know, we're pretty candid here. I know a lot of people probably think that's an odd question, but no, it's not. people that listen to my podcast want to know, like, how does somebody in your role, so if somebody's listening and saying, well, that's kind of cool, and they might be in a different country, and they want to do what you're doing, how do you get paid, especially if some of these athletes? So you want me to tell money. my competition? You want me to tell my competition? Yeah, I do. I do. I want to. I want you. Yeah. Wanna, you can kind of be a little vague, but you know, give us the truth. <laughs> I just want to make sure, right? So a couple of different things. So I don't have a cut and dry formula, and I'll tell you why. There's one client that will hire me to write a book for them. I have a former WNBA player. I'm writing her book right now. So I charge them for writing. It could be $10,000. It could be $20,000. It depends. Maybe I'm charging for writing, publishing, and marketing. So sometimes I ghost write books and I give them the book and let them run. I have a a client right here in Vegas who uh, wrote his story. He's an ex-college athlete who had some troubles, uh, used to be a gangbanger, drug dealer, but he ran for Congress last year. So I just wrote his book and I uh, ghost wrote his book, gave him the title and did the first soft edit. And then I turned it over to him. And I mean, it's on, I saw it on Kindle the other day. He uh, had someone edit it and they took it from there. They ran with it. And I charged him just to write the book. There are some clients I have, like with Aaron, we put together like a three-way plan. I can't say who for sure paid, but a little bit of the uh, paid for our Meet the Pro event that we took to do one day before his camp started. It was paid for by three different entities, the college, and then a couple of other entities. So they call me. I say, hey, this is what it costs. And then we decide how it's going to be financed. Sometimes it's strictly a consulting. I just got a call from an NFL player yesterday who's been out for a couple of years trying to do some camps and clinics in the San Diego area. And that will be just like a straight branding consultation. I may do so many hours. I say, here's package A, B, and C. What do you want? And then we just go from there. So, I mean, it's, you know, I have a client who is an agent and he advertised on my app because we have a sports app, Life After Sports on the sports store. I mean, on the uh, Google Play and on the iPhone store. So we have a client who advertised on our app. He called me up a few weeks ago. He says, hey, I'm a new agent. How can I build my brand? I put together a platform. We're going to, in March, in Philadelphia, we're going to do a grand opening for his company so he can get more clients. And uh, and then we did, like I said, we did an advertising promo on the app where people click on the app. They go to his website. So each situation is different. Really, they come to me and tell me I'm a problem solver. And like I said, there's no set business structure for me. I give them what they need. And because I've done so many things, I taught business as an adjunct for 20 years in Chicago for the Illinois Institute for Entrepreneurship. I have the sports background. I kind of marry all that together and I'm a writer as well. So I kind of marry all that together. And basically we do branding, we do events and whatever it is that they need. And then we have our own platforms like our Meet the Pro event. We do those every year. And when we bring in the athletes, the sports attorneys, we bring in sports writers, people from different areas of sports. And we do this platform 
in different places around the country. We do it in Las Vegas. We did one at Magic Johnson's Church in LA last year. And basically, we let the kids know that even if you don't make it, you can still work for ESPN. You can still be a sports attorney. You can still whatever it is. And we bring sports moms and sports wives into the fold as well. So that's like one of our staple platforms. And then we build around it. That's awesome. And so talk a little bit about your app. You know, we have one as well. I'm curious how you use it, how it helps. Would you encourage other businesses to get one? Yes. So here's the interesting thing about the app and how life goes. So I was working with another guy. I'm originally from Chicago. I just relocated to Vegas a year and a half ago. And I was working with this guy in Ohio and I had this like perfect app. We were working on it for two years. We we had every bump and bruise that you could think of. And it just finally, I just gave up. I was so disappointed because I really wanted a specific thing. So when I got here to Vegas, talk about a serendipity type of moment. A friend of mine invited me to this luncheon here and I went to, I'm kicking and screaming. I had a thousand things to do. I didn't want to go. I kept trying to get out of it. I went at the last minute. Everybody turned around when I came. I was like, this thing is almost over type of thing. But anyway, at the end of the day, I meet this guy who does apps here. And he says, I'll have your app done in six weeks. And I was like, oh, please. I've heard this before. You know, I did my whole little routine of, yeah, sure, type thing. So he says, no, I am going to have, I'm going to have it on the app store in six weeks, I think. So short story long, he actually made it happen. And gosh, it was the best thing ever. That was just our version one. So the app has all of the sports leagues their schedules on there. That's just for touristy stuff. So someone comes in and says, oh my God, I want to go to Aviators game. I want to go to the Raiders game or Golden Knight. Got all their schedules on there. Uh, Then we've got our behind the ball series, which are snippets from pro athletes for our student athletes to go in there and get some type of educational tidbit of if someone would have told me this type of thing. So they all leave a tidbit or words of wisdom on the behind the ball series. And then athletes have their own area athletes where they can go in there. They have a drop down form. I need branding services. I need concierge services. I'm in town for the weekend. I need a special event planned, uh, that sort of thing. Then businesses have a business connect form where they can drop down and says, I want to hire a pro athlete. And they all drop into our database. And if we get someone that matches up, of course, we connect that for a small fee. But here's where I'm most, most, most excited about. We are rolling out in about 45 days our workshop series. It's actually on, it starts on the app, but then, of course, it goes to a third-party website. And uh, we have workshops for athletes of all levels of all sports, everything from financial planning, domestic violence, legal, social media, you name it, ortho, concussions, everything. So we're rolling out 25 workshops of by the end of February, and then by the end of the year, the whole there'll be 50 workshops on there, financial planning of all levels. And, you know, what we will be doing is people can advertise because we also will have video content in each workshop. For me, that's what this was all about. It was all about helping the athlete who is not the big guy who gets in trouble, gets in a domestic violence altercation over the weekend. He doesn't have the agent pay off this part. He needs some answers right now. So we've been networking with the NFL moms, NBA moms, NFL dance associations and all of these and really interviewing them and saying, what is it that your your athletes need? And what do they need in the dark of night when there's no one looking? And that's how we started with the workshop series. And I'm just so excited about it. I'm like, it takes me off the floor because that's really, for me, what this is about. Well, I'm going to join you in that financial side of those uh, athletes because they need that as well. Can't wait. 
You know, you've talked like through your interview, the unique qualities of your company. Um, I mean, if I had to paraphrase and give it back to you is your flexibility, right? And that you're more of a problem solver. Would that be true? Would you say that's your most unique quality or what else would you add to that? First of all, you're exactly right. I'm a problem solver. The one unique quality or the second unique quality after that is everything that I have. This is when I used to teach entrepreneurship. This is what we used to tell all of our clients. If you have a business and everyone walks out on you, the building burns down. Can you do your business when everyone leaves? So the way that I centered my business is that everything that's on here, if no one else can do it, if no one else is around, I can still do it. I can write the books myself. I don't have to hire a third party. I know how to publish them and get them edited and the whole nine yards. If, you know, I mean, of course, we're talking financial planning and things like that. Of course, we leave that to the professionals. But I think, you know, the basis of the business will not close down if we have to replace someone. And I think that's the essence of where a lot of businesses struggle, especially because a lot of people, of course, have special talents and gifts. But so, yeah, so it is flexibility. And like I said, we just want to help as many people as we can. And financial planning and the money part is always at the center of everything. It is. So how do you manage just nationally? I know I can get you know, quite a vision quickly on how you can do it nationally, but how do you do it globally? I think a lot of people that are listening to the podcast would be interested in how you, because it's such an intimate service, how do you handle them globally? The only thing that globally that we have not done thus far is we haven't done camps and clinics. We've done some stuff in Mexico and some stuff in Canada, but aside from that, we haven't done. That's the only thing we have not done, but we're working on right now. I just signed a contract with a live streaming company to do some national live streams. And the difference, and I have a live stream content of my own that's that's pretty uh, significant, but this company already has 100,000 people already attached to their live stream network. So we're doing a new set of programs specifically with the live stream company. So we'll be doing clinics with some of the well-known athletes uh, when they're in town here in Vegas or in LA, and they will be like a pay-per-view. So they'll be able to see what it is we're doing and uh, participate that way. They'll be able to subscribe to the service or subscribe to just that event if they like. And so that's one thing that we're doing to branch out and do more global because we can't be everywhere, which is what we were doing so far. You know, I'm I'm everywhere. I'm at it Super Bowl. Then I've got an event in Chicago for NBA All-Star. Then i got an event here at the draft. Then I've got to go to New Jersey and Philadelphia for a client event. And I'm constantly running. And so I want to cut some of that down. And that's why we're going to use the live stream platform for that. Awesome. So you're in Vegas. You know, I'm uh, one of the owners of the Black Hole fan group. And the Raiders are moving to Vegas. Give some insider kind of projections of what you're seeing in that team transition. You know, you've got 25 years of history in the Oakland market. A lot of our black hole owners are, you know, staying behind there as the team's moving. What do you see in those team transitions just from a, I'm going to say, political, branding, the dynamics, the pros, the cons, all of that? just want your opinion that you've been in for so long and you live in the town. Well, yes, I know. So, One of the things I just want to caution people is that there are a lot of people. So, yeah, I have I have so many opinions. I don't have enough time, really. But um, one of the things I want to caution, a lot of people are like, we're going to move there. Vegas is going to be the big sports town. We're going to make a lot of money. You have to really, I think, match up what it is that you do 
number one, for my business owners with what it is that they are delivering. That's number one. I mean, what they're bringing to town and, and because a lot of stuff is already, the ink is dry on a lot of stuff. I mean, I went to the town hall meeting the other day with the NFL. I met those guys. They're looking for partners. They're looking for people to work with them. I mean, they literally emailed me back right away the same day, which was like amazing. But then again, now just trying to match my talents and gifts with what they need because the big, big guys are the ones that have been, you know, we're in through the door first. I think it's a great thing overall for them to come to Vegas because I think the gambling kind of like, I think it leveled out. Even though people still come here for the weekend, I don't think people gamble as much. That's my own opinion because I think there are a lot of gambling places to gamble. I look at people like my dad who used to come here every year. Uh, now he hasn't been here in 10 years since gambling establishments are legal right around the corner from his house. I think that has happened for a lot of people. So I think sports was the next viable evolution for the city. And I think it's going to be a great thing overall. How will the average consumer come out with all of this or the small business person? That part remains to be seen for me. The other thing is I think that I've been to a lot of events and even uh, there was a great, oh, I wish I could get this guy's name. I wanted to uh, give you his information. He, I was at the Metro Chamber of Commerce, their preview, and they had this like financial strategist and globalist there. And this guy was talking about like how many people will be moving here and the rent and the property values and things going up. And, you know, I would just hate to see that happen, that people that live here, like, I don't want this to turn into New York and L.A., where the people that live here can't afford to enjoy their own community. And so that's those, it's those kind of things in the back of my mind. But in the grand scheme of things, I think it's great. I think it's going to be a great addition for the town. I think the town will have something to brag about, especially sports enthusiasts. Uh, for people like me, like I said, I think there'll be more athletes here and events and things of that nature for us to tag on to or more referrals that'll be local, which was one of the reasons. I used to be stationed here a long time ago at Nellis Air Force Base. So it's not like I hadn't been here before living here. So I, I wanted to uh, relocate my business so that I could not travel as much and do a lot more work here in the city. And I felt like, you know, I'm sure moved here for a lot of reasons. A lot of other people felt like, hey, it's growing. You know, we're in the embryonic stages of this and this is where we need to be to take advantage of it. So I, I think it's a great thing in, in the, you know, in the grand scheme. Yep. Well, I appreciate that. So Candy, any, like, uh, again, give your app, give your website. So people want to get a hold of you, talk to you so they know how to reach you. So on all social media, I have a personal social media account that is probably easier to find, which is KC Biz Boss, KC like Kansas City, B-I-Z-B-O-S-S. We also have Life After Sports on all Twitter, Facebook, Instagram accounts as well. The app is Life After Sports. It's a little teal square on both Google Play and on iOS. And uh, like I said, we're Life After Sports. The app, lifeaftersports.biz, is the website. And we're Life After Sports. I'm Casey Bizboss on all social media. And I really, really enjoyed myself today. Yeah, I appreciate it. And look forward to doing uh, more business with you as I'll be coming in and out of Vegas. And we'll be connecting. So thank you. And those of you that are listening, um, again, always go to asklaurel.com, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L. You can ask a question, make a request if you want a personal you know, introduction to uh, Candy and her business and what she's doing or any of the activities, uh, let us know. And we'll all stay in touch through our asklaurel.com site. And uh, be well until next time on Laurel's Real Money Talks.
Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmeyer, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. Every week.